A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm-hmm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Golden Clues, you see. Oh, hi. <laughs> we, we are existing in an era now that is golden, shining, and beautiful. A warm glow around everything we do because that's what gold is. Bon chance. We're gonna get to some business. We're gonna this is Twibbin, just to let everybody know. Or I guess it's not Twibbin. <laughs> it's Lewibbin. Last week in Bachelor Nation. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> or before this week, yeah. but Twibbin. 
<laughs> it's um, it's definitely the news version of our program. We're going to give you all the Bachelor Nation news, all the parasocial plays, those screams from the pit. Everything you've come to know and love about Squibbin is still here. We're just doing it on Tuesdays now to accommodate Gary Turner and his schedule. And I feel like I will be doing that for the rest of my life because this man is a star. There is no question about that. And the Golden Bachelor is off to a gigantic start, as predicted, right here on this very program. Another accurate prediction. Yes, it is. And we're going to be covering Ugh. all of that, of course. Um, I can't wait to discuss it. I'm so happy. I know. I can't wait to discuss the ratings. Same. I've never said that on this show ever. I know. Same. <laughs> Gary Turner is doing the impossible. Getting good ratings as network TV is fucking dying. Mm. And I think... Look, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I'll just say this up front. I think that these networks are seeing this and they are fucking salivating. They're like, oh shit, that's how we do it. I think you're going to start seeing across the board, not only in reality, in every scripted show, more characters that are baby boomers. I think that's going to be basically in every show now because that's your network TV audience. I think that's a major reason why that show is doing so good. Also, just because it's so fucking fantastically produced, but uh, we'll get to all of it. Yeah. Oh my god, it was it was a dream come true for us. For like, it truly was just coming out of you know the <laughs> second experimental era or whatever we want to call mm. it, experimenting with COVID, the dark ages, the, dark, <laughs> the second dark seasons. It was hard. It was um, hard to get through, but we got yeah. through it. And we're we're on a, a better place now. I literally I made Jake watch it with me uh -huh. like a second time uh -huh. and I cried at different parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't finish it all the way uh, the second time, but oh my god, yeah. I was like, wow. The intro got me when it didn't the first time. I was like, damn. It's just so I mean, fuck, we'll get into it. But before we begin, we have to mention right now, the Game of Roses Patreon is fucking blowing up. I'm in there almost daily dropping clues corners <laughs> of the current season of Love is Blind, season five. And there's if you're watching mm -hmm. that season, holy fucking Christ, there's a lot going on. I mean, this really, I think, is a historic season. And we'll get into this a little bit in State of the Game, but I think it's a historic mm -hmm. season in terms of looking back on what that season's going to mean in the long life of Love is Blind. It's obviously a hit show. This is a road bump a little bit, but um, we're going we're gonna to see where it takes it. But I'm in there. Clues Corner. You can watch every episode of Love is Blind with me. I am loving the Clues Corners for Love is Blind. Oh, thank you very much. You're the last. I just started episode five, so please don't spoil me past okay. that. I All know right. this is going to be tough for this discussion. Yes. But... Or or just I'll do earmuffs or whatever. But I'm gonna have to earmuff you a couple times, I think. But I will I will <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Your love is mine, episode five. You you start it and you say that you just finished watching Golden Bachelor and you got turned up and you're gonna be <laughs> going in on every minutia in this game. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I couldn't be more excited to finish. <laughs> Golden Bachelor did it did turn me up a little bit but uh, all that's going on on our Patreon I'm also covering uh, World Sauciest Warrior with Nick Vial, Tyler Cameron Jojo Siwa uh, Tara Reed, Black China Jack Osborne Sandoval who's really popping from that the first episode was really Jojo Siwa and Tara Reed and Black China they were kind of all made the main characters Obviously, the producers mm. are doing a decent job there by trying to make JoJo Siwa and Black China the main characters because they have the biggest social media followings of anybody on the show. They mm -hmm. eclipse everyone combined. Um, that said, 
it's an interesting show. It's basically like these army guys are screaming in the faces of these celebrities who none of whom really take it seriously mm. because it's only over the course of an eight day period. But they make them run like obstacle courses and stand out in the rain and they're screaming at them and stuff. So I'm looking very forward to seeing Vial get screamed at. That should be pretty fun. And hopefully that's going to happen in the next episode. But all of those are there in our Patreon, as well as all of our episodes, commercial free, uh, all of our digging deepers, all of our live shows that we do at 430 PST right before half an hour right before Golden Bachelor airs. Uh, So join us for that. But there's a lot going on in the Patreon right now. Like I said uh, before, if you've ever thought about giving it a try or coming back to it after some time off, this love is blind season is like, <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. Let me just say that. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. It's bananas. And then all the shit that's happening outside the show with Uche just like, oh, literally the day a fucking drop happens, he contract violates like 10 times on Instagram. Just does not give a fuck. It's amazing. Damn. And we also have to tell you that right now at GameOfRoses.co, we have some hats. Do you like hats? Do you yes. like Ryan Sutter? Because he was very famous. My part burns. I need a hat. <laughs> Ryan Sutter was very famous for wearing a certain kind of hat. Some call it a bucket hat. And right now, in honor of Ryan Sutter, uh, I completed in Clues Corner the first season of Bachelorette. You can check that out with me, too. And in honor of Ryan Sutter, the first Bachelorette ring winner and the Poet Laureate of Bachelor Nation, we have, right now, Game of Roses bucket hats at gameofroses.co. Enjoy those if you dare. And send us any poetry that you perform in your bucket hats. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm going to start doing some some performances. Head to Poetry Lounge, by the way. Oh, yeah. I have been working on this book for a while that has like a strong poetry element to it. And uh, I might just fucking do a little workshopping live on stage. Enjoy. All right. That's it. That's all of our business. Those assassination coordinates just get stronger. (laughs) (laughs) They're not. Who's going to fucking assassinate me for reading a poem? Come on. (laughs) That's it for all of our business. Now let's get into this. This is Twibbon. Here we go. We, of course, start Twibbon. As we always do with Game of Roses. State of the game. So we're in a very interesting time for our beloved game and for the game generally. The game being reality dating game formats. We have what just happened with Golden Bachelor. And we're going to get into the specifics of the numbers in gains. But. We can tell you right here in State of the Game, Golden Bachelor fucking dominated everyone by a large margin. We ain't seen shit like this in network TV in a while. I mean, astronomical. It's definitely a (laughs) massive success ratings-wise. And uh, then we have what follows up Golden Bachelor, a little show called Bachelor in Paradise Season 9. It did not. Good baby. Turtle creature. Yeah. And the ratings uh, turtled as well for Bachelor in Paradise Season 9. The ratings were terrible. It hemorrhaged like uh, about half its audience, essentially. That is bananas. Yes. That means people were like, oh, I love Golden Bachelor. What is this shit? Bye. Tuning out. So that's interesting and going on. And we have um, Love is Blind Season 5, which in many ways is... Not as good as season four for a variety of reasons. I'm not, if I have to say anything specific, Pace Case, I will 
let you know before I'm about to mm-hmm. do it so I won't spoil you. I think it depends on what you're watching it for because yeah. now I am following your coverage of one of the players' American flag lifestyle totting. And <laughs> that, for me, is my favorite part of watching those corners. I'm like, I can't wait until there's another American flag. He's using it for who knows. It's fucking astounding. And no one seems to even think it's strange. No, no one, one on even the talks says, about it. Exactly. No one talks about it. I'm like, release those fucking tapes. I want to see the conversation between JP and Taylor where she's like, dude, what are you doing with this fucking American flag shit? Like, chill out. Yeah. That has to exist. It turns out all the cut footage is just more American flag stuff. And they actually cut some of it out. I mean, probably. I wonder if producers had to tell him at certain points, like, look, you're going to have a kind of important conversation here. Maybe don't wear the uh, space background USA sleeveless shirt. Maybe don't do that. What? I love the USA. At any rate. Oh, God. What we're talking about here really is... What a beloved game. In terms of state of the game, we're in an era where producing is becoming front and center in a way that I don't think we've we've really had an opportunity to scrutinize it before simply because there is so much stuff happening. And you're getting to see something like Golden Bachelor, which night one of Golden Bachelor, in my opinion, was a perfectly produced episode of television, except for Chippy, which mm-hmm. was not the producer's fault. <laughs> that yeah. was ABC. That was the network saying, we don't care, you're doing this. And I, you know, a lot of people know who Chippy is and maybe maybe they really like the Chippy moment. I don't mean to, you know, take away from that, but as someone who didn't know who Chippy was, I didn't like that it wasn't a real player sleeping through the rose ceremony. It was also just a dumb bit. It was like, that's ABC marketing being like, figure out a way to put Chippy into your fucking night one. And the producers being like, oh God, okay, how are we going to do this? Chippy should have been a real contestant. Or Chippy should not have been in the program at all. Yeah. One or the other. There's, there's no need. That aside... Golden Bachelor so far is produced at a an extremely high level. Now, it's not just about the producing, though. It's about the intent behind the producing, what they are attempting to do. And Gary. Well, yes, Gary is, is part of the producing through casting. They found a perfect guy to be the first Golden Bachelor. Mm-hmm. But they also, it's very clear in this, uh, at least on night one, what they are attempting to do is convey that all of these players are having fun, that there is hope, that there is happiness. This is an uplifting piece of material. And that's exactly what I think as an audience, most of us want right now, because just Mm -hmm. as a a population, we all been through some fucking rough shit in the past two or three years. You know, Mm -hmm. the world has been kind of fucking chaotic. And I think we want from our media, especially reality TV, especially reality TV that is at least premise wise about people finding love. We want the hope that they will find love, that they can. We want to feel good watching it. Exactly. (laughs) And that first episode, I mean, we talked about this on our recap, that fucking dance party. I was literally just about to bring up the dance party scene. That scene has stuck with me all week. I keep thinking about it. That scene to me is like the thesis of what modern reality dating TV should be. It is a fucking celebration. And it's it should have come across corny. That scene on paper is like, oh, God, that's like an eye roll. The way it was done fucking worked. This season, the way the way I was nervous about how this season was going to go. And sure, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but it was a night one out of my dreams. <laughs> like I I was so excited. Whoever you got working on Golden Bachelor, like they got to bring them into the fold for the rest of your product. Because the rest of your product ain't this good. 
this golden bachelor to me is the best bachelor product that's ever been made barring some of the early early bachelor seasons where like the format was still fresh and people were like what the fuck is this one person dating 30 people oh my god but that's worn off and this is really <laughs> yeah. a way that has been it invigorated it. it it put like fire back into it that has been mm -hmm. uh slowly burning out for a long time and i i just i couldn't be more excited about it that said you look at the flip side bachelor in paradise season nine it's the exact opposite. You see bad producing here. Everything from uh, the casting of it, you have one or two big players. You've got Rachel Recchia and you've got Blake Moynes. Everybody else under that is a, who is this? And this is a symptom of not only casting people who were like low ranking players in their rookie seasons. It's also those seasons they come from is the dark ages. And so we don't remember a lot of those players because those seasons were also poorly produced. You're looking at the result of multiple seasons back to back to back to back that were poorly produced. We don't remember who was on those seasons. So now when they come to your all-star game, we don't give a shit. Even beyond that, you then don't give Rachel Recchia the first date card. She's your star player of the season. We have to talk about the date card. The date card is the strangest choice for me that they made. Bachelor Data did this really great reel about how the people, the that love triangle that they focused on were people that did not have screen time in their season. So it's like, we're not on board with them. Why wouldn't you give the first, the first date card is the most important one of the season. You're getting people hooked for the season. Like they're either in or they're out at this, from this point on. And this is the producer's looking at the situation these producers have done many seasons of paradise the most recent ones all of which i think have been uh, declining in quality but they look at the situation and they say we need to set up a love triangle immediately and that's what we're going to focus on because that's what they've done in almost every prior season they don't look at what they have will kylie and olivia it's will kylie olivia now avon's going to come into it whatever they're they're okay players we don't remember a lot about them but you have these heavy hitters. You've got Rachel Recchia. You've got Blake Moynes. A good producer looks at what you've got and says, how do I make the most out of this? Not, how do I force an old uh, structural system onto this situation? The, mm -hmm. the producers that are producing the show, at least this is my estimation of it. This is my analysis. They are taking their old techniques and forcing them into this player pool. Instead of saying, this is the player pool we have, how do we make it the best we can? We try to do a love triangle on on night one always, as opposed to how about Rachel Recchia goes out with someone? How about Blake Moynes goes out with someone? Exactly. They should have done something like give Rachel Recchia three fucking date cards. The whole yes. season one opener is she gets to go on three one-on-ones with three different fucking guys. Now you got a crazy show. Now you got love triangles popping everywhere. People hate Rachel Recchia because why does she get special treatment? People are jealous of her. They're like Bachelorette part two. Exactly. That is a much better way to do it, in my opinion. And we've seen the the promo. We've seen what's coming in Bachelor in Paradise. More of the same. The shit baby. The These things that are not giving us hope. <laughs> we don't care about any of these players. It's just the exact opposite of Golden Bachelor. And to have these two products coming out of the same franchise is just fucking beyond bizarre to me. Like how it's even possible that, that some of it isn't... Like some of what is good about the Golden Bachelor isn't like being translated to that show in any way. And I know that they were shot kind of concurrently, but yeah, I saw a lot of hilarious memes about just the whiplash mm -hmm. of watching golden bachelor and then bachelor in paradise. And 
I, you do have, you know, kind of a different feeling completing each of them after golden bachelor. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't turned up after BIP poop baby turtle. Golden bachelor is like sitting down to a, a perfectly nourishing meal that doesn't leave you too full or hungry at all. And you leave the dinner table thinking that was incredible. I really, I hope I get to have a meal Mm -hmm. like this again sometime. That warmed my soul. Yeah. Then BIP season nine is like, they give you a a warm half empty can of beer and some Tic Tacs. It's like, that ain't doing it. (laughs) Or what I ate at at one of the tells, a handful of chocolate Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And my and my friends were like, you were supposed to bring us back food. And I was like, this is what I got. <laughs> exactly. That's literally the food they give you at the fucking show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was I delirious? Did I see other? I mean, I do like those chocolate eggs. Yeah, I do too. You need to be rooting for someone to find love. Yes. That is just, I mean, that's the core of their show. Ultimately, it's for TRR. You want to believe they're finding love. I want Gary to find love so badly. And I'm like, I really don't want spoilers. I'm I'm I feel like I'm becoming like more more bananas about spoilers. <laughs> I I would hope I could become chiller, but I think I'm becoming the opposite. <laughs> if we haven't praised Golden Bachelor enough, take this one thing as evidence of how fucking good the show is. Patty James, Matt James' mom, was eliminated night one. And I don't give a shit. I'm fine with it. Everyone is. Dude, did you say? Did you see she commented somewhere like that she doesn't think they like her because someone was like Patty for Bachelorette, Golden uh-huh. Bachelorette. Well, I mean, she came in basically like what you saw there is she came in with kind of like the biggest celebrity of anybody within the Bachelor world because she was the mom mm-hmm. of Matt James, obviously, and it just didn't matter because, again, like you're saying. Gary was cast so well that we want him to find love. We are personally invested in his success in this endeavor. And whatever that means, we're on board with it. And if it means getting rid of Matt James' mom on night one, fine. Do it, Gary. We're fucking behind you. And I know that's fake. I know the producers are the ones kicking people Justice off. But still, the yeah, the narrative of it is such that like it doesn't even bother me. That's how good that show is. Now, I would also like to talk quickly about... Uh, where Love is Blind is because Love is Blind until Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind was, I believe, the most culturally important dating game that existed. It really had taken over that spot from Bachelor. That is not the case now, specifically because Golden Bachelor is so strong and Love is Blind season five is a fucking unmitigated disaster. And it's for the same reason. Bad producing. You look at season four, you had uh, multiple couples out of that season are still together. Um, Kwame and Chelsea, Alexa, and I forget that guy's name, uh, Zach Goitowski and Bliss, and of course, the anchors of that entire season, Brett Brown and Tiffany Pennywell, which many people believe mm-hmm. they were, they knew each other before the show. They were ringers cast specifically for that end. Yeah. What? Really? And guess what? Great. Because it fucking worked. I think they should do that every season. I do too. <laughs> it should be the opposite of jury duty where one couple 
is yeah. completely acting and they're already together. I'm fine with it. Like I said, we want hope. We want happiness. We want to be happy with and for the people that are happy in the show. When you have something like season five, nobody's happy. And the couples that you do have remaining after these giant disasters... Wait, no spoilers. I'm not doing any spoilers. The couples that you do have remaining after the giant disasters are presented in such a way that they all are kind of villainous. So you don't like any of them, really. You don't want any of them to find happiness, or at least you don't care about it, because of the way they're presented. And this goes down to producing. It starts in casting. Then there there are some bad decisions made over the course of this season. Uh, you know about the Lydia and Uche... Uh, having dated prior to the show. Mm -hmm. That was in the stuff you watched. Then the producers, let's take that at face value. The producers are saying they didn't know about this. I believe that's a lie personally, but I don't know. I believe that's possible. Like you're you're casting in the same city. Uh, just keep watching. Oh God. Just keep watching. <laughs> oh I believe the producers didn't know about okay. it, but even if they didn't, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They knew once they were in the pods on day mm -hmm. one. They definitely knew in that moment. They should have pulled them right away. Exactly. And they make the decision to yeah. keep them in. Why? Obviously, they wanted the drama of it. Instead, what happens is their fucking bloodlust, their thirst to watch people have nervous breakdowns poisons the entire fucking season because now that relationship starts to destroy other relationships as an effect on everyone. Oh, my God. And I mean, you saw that, too. You, you saw what happened with um, Uche and Aaliyah. That was in the season, in the episodes that you watched. Yeah, Aaliyah has, this is at the end of Love is Blind episode four, Aaliyah walks out of the experiment. Right. And so you see this this season also, it should, is worth mentioning, it was shot two years ago. So it took them two years <laughs> to get the footage of this season uh, put together in a way that they were like, eh, maybe this is a season. That ain't a good sign. Mm. And I think it boils down to that malicious producing practice where it's like they want drama at the expense of happiness. But what we're all watching the show for is to be happy and root for the fucking people that we want to see together. And now you got a season where you don't give a fuck. You're so for TRR now, Clues. I love it. Because you see fucking Golden Bachelor and you're like, that's it. That's how it's fucking done. Just do it every time. Support the players. Put them on pedestals. Mm -hmm. Make them fucking happy. And we'll be happy watching them be happy. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the whole game here, guys. Win, win, win. Everybody happy. When you've got Bachelor in Paradise, and I will say this about Bachelor in Paradise, they did have these shots where they're showing them the cute little bunk beds and shit like this. Oh, he's turned up. I am turned up. Gary got me fucking turned up for life now. I'm not getting turned down. Gary, please don't disappoint Clues. Don't disappoint yeah. him, Gary. You've got to stay turned up. If you're coming to paradise, turn up. I just want to say, I do give kudos to the Bachelor in Paradise producers for the bunk bed shots. They tried to make it look a little more fun. Like this is a, a camp type mm -hmm. scenario. It's a little cuter. We're not trying to overtly torture these players. They gave that sense. But then we know that the truth box is coming, which is designed and the, specifically and, and only to destroy people. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's the wrong move. You want paradise to seem like a fucking getaway, a vacation. Like you would, you would want to be cast on it. Yes. You know, I don't know what you had to pay Rachel Recchia to get her to come to this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you had to pay Blake Moynes, but the fact that you have to negotiate payment with these players to get them there and they're always going to want more money means they don't want to come there. 
It means they're doing it only if they can get the amount of money they want, or they're only coming there for exposure. If you make the experience fun, everyone will want to come. Or they're doing other shows instead of Paradise. If the experience is not fun for the players, they don't want to be there. And if they don't want to be there, we don't want to watch it. And that's exactly what you fucking saw when it went from Golden Bachelor to the 30 seconds that Golden Bachelor ended to the 30 seconds where Bachelor Paradise started, half your fucking audience said, fuck you, I'm out. That ain't good. <laughs> that ain't good. But what is good is, doesn't this mean that we're going to get a Golden Bachelorette and potentially Golden Bachelor in Paradise? Maybe Golden Bachelor in Paradise, but I don't think it could. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what Bachelor just becomes all golden. They just do away with anyone under 65. I'm down. Fuck, honestly, I'm down. If it's produced this well, if every one of them's produced this well, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I think that that's something that Love is Blind in general has shown to the Bachelor franchise is that you can cast people who are not, you know, look looks like a fitness model or whatever. Mm. Your stereotypical pageant person and if they are interesting and have interesting stories like and have love stories like people want to watch that yes i agree especially on reality tv you do want it to have some semblance of in quotes reality you know when you look at like a traditional player pool for bachelor or bachelorette there's no one at home watching it and being like oh these 30 people are just like my group of friends no one (laughs) no one is saying that you know what i mean but when you watch Love is Blind, it kind of is like that. At any rate, that's where I feel like we're standing right now in the state of the game. Very good place. We've got this show in Golden Bachelor that is mm-hmm. unlike anything we've ever seen. We're going golden. It's rejuvenating the entire Bachelor franchise. And then we have probably the, the I would say, the most problematic season of Love is Blind so far in its short life. I don't think it's threatening to like destroy the franchise or anything, but I think it's a very interesting learning opportunity for not only the producers, for anyone who watches it as well. Watch that show. Watch this season with a critical eye. I bet they try to put out the next season ASAP. They definitely should. They got to erase this one as quickly as possible. Let it go down. (laughs) Go down in flames and never (laughs) speak of it again. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, And it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got... Ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my. Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort. From the outside in. And, but we'll see where it all goes. And now we got to move on and talk about. This week in. Games. All right. Gary Turner has reignited the fire in Bachelor Nation, delivering massive numbers for ABC on night one, as predicted by Game of Roses. The Golden Bachelor dominated its Thursday night time slot with a 0.63 in the 18 to 49 year old demo and 4.63 million total viewers. The Golden Bachelor was the top show on the broadcast networks Thursday night in both total viewers, beating out the 3.9 million for NBC's People's Choice Country Awards. And adults 18 to 49, topping the 0.5 rating for Big Brother on CBS. For comparison, Gary Turner brought in numbers that were 47% higher than the premiere of Zach Shawcross's Bachelor season 27 in January. And it's the biggest audience for any iteration of the Bachelor franchise since Clayton Eckerd's After the Final Rose episode in March 2022. And it was the best premiere of the franchise since Matt James's night one back in Bachelor season 25 in January of 2021. But Golden Bachelor is not the only Bachelor show that premiered Thursday night. 
We must also take a look at BIP season nine, which failed to maintain the strong numbers delivered by the Golden Bachelor lead-in. The season opener of the Bachelor all-star season hemorrhaged almost half of the Golden audience, bringing in a paltry 0.3 in the demo with 2.17 million viewers, which garnered a third place ranking across the four major networks. For comparison, BIP Season 8 opened with a 0.56 in the demo and 2.1 million total viewers, and Season 7 opened with a 0.9 and 3.2 million total viewers. Massive congrats go out to the Golden Bachelor and Gary Turner on bringing the heat and condolences go out to BIP Season 9. We uh, were talking internally, and we have uh, coined a term called Gary Dice. This is our Barbenheimer. It is when you have these two... uh, (laughs) thematically opposed pieces of media stuck together that you watch back to back. Gary Dice is Barbenheimer. Gary Dice is our Barbenheimer. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our uh, Instagram ratings and gains charts. We want to start first with Love is Blind. Now, it's important to know all players on Love is Blind Season 5 started their journeys with sub 5K followers. And so now we're just going to tell you where they are at uh, couple-wise. You have your winner so far is Izzy Zapata. He's got 35.6K. And, of course, Izzy is with Stacy Snyder, who has 33.9K. Again, they all started below 5,000. That's where they are now. Then you've got Taylor Rue at 32.6K. And her uh, partner in the game is Jared Pierce, who's at 7.4K. And then we are taking a look at Uche Oko Roja at 28.8K. And you can say that I guess he's somehow with Lydia, kind of, at 21.3K. And then Lydia is with Milton Johnson, who has 16.4K. So that's where you're seeing it span out. Your top is 35.6K with Izzy, and your bottom is Jared Pierce at 7.4K, who I believe will probably not get many more. But that's the the range where we are, again, with Love is Blind. Now let's get into some of this golden stuff. These gains are from the morning of September 28th before the premiere. It hasn't been a full week. I think next women will have much higher gains. Crown Gains, Gary Turner gained 5,000 Instagram followers for a total of 42.5K. Where was he at to begin with? Zero? I don't know. I mean... Zero. <laughs> he's But right now, his numbers are higher than anyone on Love is Blind Season 5. Gary is God. I agree. Uh, and then we've got the top Golden Bachelor IG gains in the player pool. Standing in at first place is that FIMP recipient, Faith Martin, who took the top spot, gaining 1.4K for a total of 3K. The Minnesotan, Leslie Fema, gained 1.3K for a total of 2.8K. We've got Teresa gaining 696 for a total of 1.2K. Edith gained 399 (laughs) for a total of 2.2K. We're doing gains in the hundreds here. Patty James gained 297 for a total of 7.3K. Are we going to be reading them when they say like four? No, I think by the end of this season, you're going to see many of these players in the multiple hundreds of thousands. I think Gary Turner is going to cross a million. I, I mean, think he's going to be the most famous man in America. They're star. We got some stars here. Faith. We got Leslie. We got, oh my God, Gary. Top five golden Instagram chart. Night one girl, Patty James. 
is in the top spot with 7.3K. You got Finn recipient Faith Martin in second place with 3K. Leslie Fema is in third with 2.8K. Sweet Nums, BFF, and fellow uh, Chicago Honey Bear Renee is in fourth with 2,032 followers. She's also a night one player. And Natasha Hardy rounds out the top five with 2,027. All right, now let's move into BIP. BIP might not be able to hold the same ratings as Golden, but they are doing a much better job with the Instagram followers. Our top Instagram gains begin with that crown herself, Rachel Reckia, gaining 9K for a total of 540K. Fire emoji player Kylie Russell gained 5.9K for a total of 29K. Jacket boy Will Urena gains 5.6K for a total of 31.2. The big... <laughs> The big BM, Blake Moynes, gained 2K <laughs> for a total of 427K. Oh, no. Poor Blake Moynes, not the big BM. Fifth place is Jessica Gerard, who gained 2K for a total of 90.4K. Enemy of animal enemies. Friend of animals. Yeah. <laughs> the top five BIP Instagram chart, pretty much unchanged. Rachel Reckia, top spot, 540K. Got Moines in second with 427K. Jessica Gerard in third with 90.4K. Kat Izzo at 41.1K. And Brooklyn rounding out the top five with 40.3K. And the top five BIP TikTok players are Rachel Reckie at 137K. Jessica Gerard in second with 89K. P P 2.0 at 32.7K. Threads player Kat Izzo with 14.1K. And Kylie Russell at 8.5K. So that's where you got all your gains laying out this week. Uh, Some interesting stuff. I am looking very forward to see what can possibly happen to all these Golden players and Gary Turner. I really Mm -hmm. think he's just going to become a juggernaut. I think we're going to start to see um, him getting spawn con deals. To I don't know what kind of products. It's going to be all like senior type product shit, but I think he's going to become a giant influencer. I really do. Pickleball paddles. Pickleball paddles. Great. Yes. With his face on them. Let's play some pickleball. Ready to pickle. (laughs) Uh, Now it's time for our program where we got to talk about all those tids worth printing. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, Paradise All-Stars, Deanie Babies Unglert and Kaylin Miller-Keys are officially married. The pageant queen and the facial hair reduction strategist entered their legally binding agreement on September 23rd at Bayul Retreat in Meredith, Colorado, near Unglert's hometown. The couple's Camp Bell wedding theme was a sentimental nod to Miller-Keys' longtime love for summer camp and Unglert's late mother, Debbie Bell, who died from breast cancer when he was a teenager. After the couple's wedding, the pair plans to change their last name to Bell in her honor. To kick off the weekend, uh, Celebration Miller Keys and Unglert hosted a welcome dinner with 75 guests. Miller Keys said, I loved summer camp more than anything growing up, so we incorporated some camp themes throughout the weekend, like a field day, to really allow everyone to get to know each other for the welcome dinner. 
We also wanted to incorporate a little bit of Italy, one of our favorite places we've been together. Miller Keys added that one non-negotiable for the pair while planning their wedding was to be able to bring their dog, Alistair. Luckily, we found a venue that allows dogs and has acres and acres of land for him to run on, she said. One of Unglert's best friends, Jackson, officiated the wedding ceremony. Unglert entered to Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin, while Miller Keys chose Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. At the altar, the couple exchanged wedding bands, Unglert's from Stone and Strand and Miller Keys, Nicole Rose Jewelry, and personal vows as well. No Neil Lane sparklers here present at this wedding. During the reception, guests dined on Alaskan salmon and ribeye, plus a three-tiered vanilla cake and ice cream sandwiches from Afternoon Delight, while Stratosphere from the Jordan Con Music Company performed. Later, the couple shared their first dance to Bring It On Home To Me by Sam Cooke. Following the wedding, the superstar couple plans to head to Aspen to relax and simply enjoy being married before they jet off to South Africa in December for a honeymoon. And they hinted that siring offspring might be in their very near future. Congratulations. Babies, babies. Babies, babies. Deanie, babies, 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 Unglert. Uh, congrats to both of these superstar players. This is a long time coming. Obviously, there's been a lot of social media about their engagement and she's buying him a truck and he's buying her a wedding ring and all that stuff. They've finally done it. <laughs> They are now legally bound together till death or divorce. Beautiful. Yes. Congrats. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the only tropical royale in the history of the game and the big body trash can have procreated. Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs welcomed their first child together, a son on Thursday, September 21st. On Monday, the Bachelor in Paradise alums posted a joint Instagram post sharing the first few photos of their newborn son, which we will be covering in more detail in parasocial plays a little bit later. The couple met back in the controversial season seven of BIP, where Kufrin was allowed special access to the internet, which she used to sleuth information about Big Body. Kufrin later showed us why she was such a trailblazing player by proposing to Jacobs. Big congrats go out to one of the greatest players to ever wear the crown, the ring, or the sand twix toes. And also... A big body. And uh, this next piece of Bachelor Nation news, much of this is taken from a Variety article. It is about Love is Blind and the creator, Chris Cohen, and his response to allegations about mistreatments, et cetera, et cetera. I highly encourage everybody to go read this entire article. But here we go. Up next, Bachelor Nation news, some Love is Blind news. Creator and emperor Chris Cohen has addressed the accusations that producers, including himself, have ignored players' requests for better mental health conditions on the show, as well as simple requests for food and water. In 2022, season two player Jeremy Hartwell sued Netflix and production company Kinetic Content, citing inhumane working conditions. A year later, season two's Nick Thompson and Danielle Rule alleged a lack of mental health support in a report by Insider. We interviewed Thompson and Hartwell earlier this year about their UCAN foundation and the specifics of their allegations. Kinetic Content has broadly denied these allegations. And now Kinetic CEO and Love is Blind creator Chris Cohen spoke to Variety to address the allegations in detail. Of rules allegations, Cohen said... These are very serious issues that she describes, and if her recent allegations are about her mental health history, if those are true, unfortunately, she didn't disclose this before filming. Rule replied to his comment saying, it wasn't something I specifically noted in the application itself. I had conversations with producers. 
I had conversations with therapists, but to their point, it was nothing that had been written down. So whether or not something had been communicated to them, I don't know. I will admit that at the time of filming, I did say that I was in a really good mental space. While filming in Mexico, Rule said she had a panic attack and told producers she was having suicidal thoughts, didn't trust herself, and wanted to leave the show. According to Cohen, that did not happen. He also maintains that during the pods, two psychologists are present, watching everything that happens from the control room, and in later phases of the game, cast members are given a hotline for a specialist who is available 24-7. Cohen also claims to personally check in with each cast member every morning and night of filming, ensuring everyone knows that they're free to leave at any time, and, uh, and that although there is a well-known clause in the Love is Blind contract that penalizes players $50,000 for leaving before wedding day, it has never been enforced. Wait, there are psychologists watching every pod? Uh, supposedly. How many psychologists do you have? <laughs> that doesn't seem possible. <laughs> I, I mean, they're probably in a control room watching on like multiple video screens. But um, I will also say this, of the Bachelor therapists, at least in some seasons of the game, those therapists are telling the producers everything that is said in therapy with the players. So... Um, you know, I, I don't the fact that they have therapists on set, who cares? They're just producers. But this full variety article is well worth a read to see how Colin is spinning the story. And everyone should definitely make up their own minds about uh, what Kinetic is saying, if they can be trusted, what's really going on here. The, the bottom line is you've got players from your show saying I was uh, having a bad mental health crisis. You did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. You denied me food. You denied me water, medicine. And the production company is saying, that's a lie. Somebody here is right and somebody is wrong. Decide for yourselves. Happy birthday to the beast. <laughs> Hannah Brown. <laughs> Hannah Brown turned 29 on September 24th. Do you think her boyfriend calls her beast? Oh, beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh beastie you're my little beast <laughs> you're my little beast I hope he does I'm gonna imagine this now at all times I think if you're with the beast there's definitely beast play at least beast play yeah mm -hmm. she's like I'm going beast mode and then she fucking kicks him in the head she just storms into the Scratching. bathroom while he's like he's on the toilet taking a shit she's like beast mode he's like what the fuck can I have five minutes of privacy <laughs> you know what? I think that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Have you been able to to apparate or whatever? She comes in and like fucking cat claws at the toilet paper, unrolls it all <laughs> so it's on the floor and he's fucked and then she runs out. I just beast moded you. Oh, she's tearing all that toilet paper out. <laughs> she spent all that podcast money on toilet paper. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> she just can't. She's ripping it she's up. She's like, that's what you get when you're in a relationship with the beast. You got to handle beast mode. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> now we're coming to that portion of our program where we're talking about oh, all those players. Our favorite players are making off the field. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. We are deep into the Gary Dice era, and we have the Parasocial Plays to prove it. Matt James posted a sweet reel of his ring winner, Rachel Kirkconnell, doing a lot of food play. Golden Bachelor night one player, Patty James, makes a cameo. FPP Island? 
pee, pee, <laughs> took the subway in his swim trunks taught to promote the next season of Bachelor in Paradise. The caption read, catching the six, green circle train to paradise, Par- island emoji. As PP utilized confidence he probably got from Tube Girl to make this great fish out of water content. Do you know who Tube Girl is? Oh, it's this woman that confidently films herself lip syncing to songs and dancing on the tube. Oh, nice. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Bikoof and Big Body shared the first pictures of their newborn son, Benson Lee Jacobs Kufrin. The caption read on this post Benson Lee Jacobs Kufrin cracked. Our hearts wide open on September 21st, 2023. No amount of words can begin to capture the amount of love and awe we have over this tiny man. Is that a play on Big Body Trash Can? I think tiny man is a big body trash can. I think it is too. We are forever changed with this one's abundance and can't believe we are parents to this gift. Benson, Benny for short, is after the town where my father was born and raised. Lee is for Thomas's father, who sacrifices so much for this country and others. And Jacob's Kufrin is pretty self-explanatory, but we wanted both parts of us to make this little one whole heart emoji. Now we're off to go cry again over how much we love him. The post reeled in 394K likes and 4.4K comments. Former crown and future F-Boy Island crown, Katie Thurston, teamed up with one of two bachelorettes, Rachel Rachel Recchia, to point to post a joint Instagram image post of the pair with the caption, what's better than one failed bachelorette? The post garnered 88.7K likes, 336 comments. Rachel Rachel Reggia also reprised her role on the stairs from the Rose Ceremony from Hell to promote BIP Season 9. In the reel, she pretends to cry on the stairs, but then reveals a bottle of champagne, which she pops and swigs. The reel has 19K likes and 398K views. Victoria Jameson revealed she was packed and ready for paradise, but got canned at the last minute. She takes the fourth audience through some of the outfits she would have worn if she had been on the beach, including one taught for her villain era and including a black box of herself over one of her bikinis. The reel got 15K views. So underutilized. In a play, we are still trying to decipher for ourselves. Some of the BIP players appeared to get into it on. Threads? What's threads? See what I've done there? Uh, in this Whoa. post, we've got... <laughs> <laughs> we won't bring up how you couldn't... You didn't know what an image being uh, pinned to the top of the Instagram was. <laughs> I do know what it is. I just forget sometimes. Again. Cat Izzo posted on her threads uh, a little thing that says, you would think for someone who is obsessed with my every move would have taken some pointers on how to have some class. This is a, a subtweet, essentially, of... We don't know. We don't know. But Braden Bowers re- replied to this and says, your PR person told me to let you know you should take this down. Doesn't mm. match the look you're going for. What does it mean? I don't know. It's very confusing, but something's happening here. They're trying to drum up something. We're talking about it, so it's working to some degree. Aaron S. and Future Crown Christina Mandrell both got in on the action, reposting these. Is there a real feud? Is this just trying to promote the flailing BIP? Yeah, I don't know. Time uh, will tell. Gorgirl and Evans Isolation Chamber dweller Susie Evans is on the Golden Bachelor marketing team? Question mark. She posted a hilarious reel 
The shows are going to the Pink's Hot Dog Golden Basher pop-up in Los Angeles, California. As she periodically stuffs her face with hot dogs, she says her time in Bachelor Nation is in the past, but keeps running into Gary on the wall, on her tray, etc. The caption reads, Me? I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. Also me? Definitely watching The Golden Bachelor. P.S. If you're in L.A. and love a hot dog, at Pink's Hot Dogs is doing a BOGO promo for Golden Bachelor ABC. I think this is not a hot dog ad, but I just genuinely feel like some of you may want to know. Two, or I should say double laughing, crying emojis. The reel has 218K views and 9.1K likes. While we're deep in Gary Dice era, we're also deep in the eras eras. We got two powerful Taylor Swift plays this week. First, despite what his BIP Chiron said on the season nine premiere, Lifestyle Ken player Sean McLaughlin took to Instagram to set the record straight on his status in a different lifestyle, one as a Taylor Swift fan. In the Instagram story, Sean sings his heart out to style at the Eras tour with the caption, at Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, really? I'm not an at Taylor Swift fan? I came with receipts. We've never seen a rivalry between the Chiron writer and a player before, and we wonder if and how it will escalate even farther. Incredible play. All these more incredible plays. However, there can be only one winner in our parasocial play. The week goes to Joan Vasos, a golden player, finally entered the arena. She posted a classic TikTok format reel in which she makes a bunch of choices, ending with choosing Golden Bachelor over Thursday Night Football with the caption, this or that, my version, rose emoji, sparkle emoji, hashtag the Golden Bachelor, hashtag Team Joan. We hope to see even more content from the Golden Players to pair with this ratings, Juggernaut. It is also to a t- uh, Taylor Swift song. That's how it oh, connected. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh, all these were great players. Congratulations to Joan. We do have a couple of creatures to mention here. Abigail Herringer, Noah Herb, young Noah Herb, uh, their dog, Maki, made multiple cameos in the couple's carousel Instagram posts about their engagement party that took place this past week, and Maki donned a best dog handkerchief, making him look even more dapper than usual. Very cute canine player here, but unfortunately, the winner of the Parasocial Creature of the Week, of course, has to go to the adoptable senior pups that played with Gary Turner during a BuzzFeed video interview. All the pups that he's playing with are ready for adoption. Go check that out if you can, and Gary is doing a great thing here to give them some exposure. Super cute. Great uh, interview. Everything the man does is gold. <laughs> See what I I've done there. I think he's going to cure ageism. Um, possibly. I think it's helping for sure. Um, this entire season is. I think the, the women of the season will, will help with that as well. But um, that's it. That's all of our parasocial plays and creature plays. Now we're going to move on to that portion of our program where Lizzie Pace and myself dive from the top of normal ground deep into the bottom of the darkest parts of the pit to issue forth our screams. <laughs> this is <laughs> Screams from, from the, pit. the Pit! I like that. I like to say Clues just has a random number generator and at certain points in the podcast just like start screaming. You know what it is? It's not a random number generator. I just have like a million voices in my head kind of constantly and they they pop out every once in a while. Sometimes you let them out. The more powerful ones get out. Okay. Exactly. The (laughs) demonic ones. The demonic ones. (laughs) Um, My scream, I knew as soon as it happened this week, I had been 
trying to make a psychiatry appointment, which is like the doctor who does your meds. And I had been waiting months and months and then it got to mine and then it got canceled and then they rescheduled one for a few weeks out. And then this guy did, wasn't showing up for a while, like 45 minutes, but I was like, I'm getting this appointment. So I tracked him down, tracked down the doctor, finally talked to him. And then he like asked what I do and about the podcast. And, and I was like, Oh, it's about the patch. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about Golden Bachelor. And this guy was like the most energetic, like lively man I've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> and he does not watch the show. And he was asking me all about the Golden Bachelor. I was like, this is such a strange <laughs> point right now mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life. Yeah, that's bizarre. I agree with you. Anytime you're seeking yeah. medical care from somebody and they strike up a conversation with you about the pit... It is a little weird, uh, but this is the life we chose. Yeah. And then it's like I reveal that I'm like a lunatic each time. And they're like, oh, wow, you really, you know a lot. Who isn't a lunatic? Who doesn't know an unhealthy amount of information about something in their life? And we get joy out of this. We get pleasure mm-hmm. out of this. I think it's healthy to be in the pit. Mm-hmm. I think it's healthy to be surrounded by dark energies that are going in through your nose, eyes, ears, mouth. <laughs> Uh, imbuing you with your own dark powers. Oh, shoot. I forgot to tell him about the dark energy. Oh, you didn't tell him about that? <laughs> That's the number one thing you got to tell shoot. your psychiatrist when you walk in the door. So uh, I've been dealing with some dark energies that are imbuing me with dark powers. Uh, what else should we talk about? Speaking of dark energies, my scream this week is I made a meme on my Bachelor Clues Instagram page that is Gary Turner in a kind of uh, religious icon painting style. And I simply captioned oh, yes. it, Gary is God. You can go look at this if you like. I already have adopted myself to the cult. Gary is God. I've started saying it. Oh, thank you. I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to briefly discuss why I made this. And it is my scream. In this city that we live called Los Angeles, California, there are billboards everywhere. Every block, it seems like, on some of the major streets. There are just giant billboards everywhere promoting... Usually in the city, it's promoting entertainment, new TV shows or movies that are coming out. Sometimes there are like building size billboards, whatever. It's just kind of constantly all around you. And it can quickly just blend into nothing to you. I miss it. Exactly. Oh, you miss it because you're not here. I thought you were saying you miss it because it's just like whatever. You see too much of it. But it can quickly fade into the background. I am personally like very... uh, attuned i should say to the bachelor marketing ones <laughs> like i took a picture of myself uh Got i it. did a forced perspective thing making it look like i was looking at charities from last season and did a post about that about this billboard there were only a couple of charity loss and billboards as i've been driving around recently gary turner is everywhere it seems like every <sighs> billboard is gary turner gazing down upon me and i won't i won't say that i I was um, unmedicated, I guess is a good way to put it. I won't say that I wasn't unmedicated. Uh You figure out the math of that. I see. But I had this realization (laughs) as I was driving down Beverly Boulevard, seeing what felt like my 200th fucking billboard of Gary staring down at me, this golden light pouring out. And I was just like, Gary is God. He's protecting the city. His eyes are everywhere. He sees He's everything. And I city. felt because of the the <laughs> volume of these Golden Bachelor billboards that I've seen, 
It feels like he is watching over me. That is what I felt like. <laughs> I hope they're still there when I get back. I'm sure they will be for the entirety of the season. Usually billboards get booked out for at least a month. So I'm sure they'll be here. That's a beautiful screen. I had that feeling and then I got home immediately and I was like, I got to make a meme that says Gary is God. And I made it because I literally felt at least for a moment. And I know mm-hmm. the feeling is not real, but for a moment, I, I had the true feeling that he's protecting me. Gary's protecting me. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's move on. We have one more screen for you. It's beautiful, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it is or not. That seems like something I should be talking to a psychiatrist about as well. I <laughs> <laughs> look, I Adrian is doing Adrian is protecting me. Yeah, she protects a lot of people. I'm back on my yoga day one, but this is my accountability. Oh, you know, I do a thing for accountability called POD. This is something in Dudesy and this other podcast I do, Will and I are, are forced to be doing a seven month fitness challenge by the AI that runs that show. And when I was in the gym, I came up with this thing called POD, which is stands for proof of dedication. And it's just when the workout's over, you do one more extra thing to be like, fuck it. I'm going to go above and beyond. That seems like the accountability thing to me. Like an encore song? Sure. Okay. Mm. We got one more scream. And if you would like to submit your screams. I'll try that. <laughs> please do. I, I find that it works. This last scream we're going to do comes to us from our Discord Anyone can submit a scream. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash game of roses. Once you join us on the bottom of the pit, you're going to get access to our discord in that discord is a channel to submit your screams. We play the best, the worst, the most screamy, the darkest. I don't know how you want to view it, but we play some of them here. Dark seeker goes through all of them and finds the darkest ones uh, because she is the dark seeker here today. We've got one from Maggie. We're going to listen to it. And it also comes with an image. Should we describe the image first? Let's listen first, I think. Let's listen and then we'll describe the image. Here we go. Hello to the pit. My name is Maggie and my scream today is so wild. I immediately recorded this for y'all. I work at a gallery doing social media and I was recently looking at images from the opening of our Los Angeles gallery and I immediately zeroed in on someone in the crowd. Who is this man? How do I know him? I took a photo and sent it to my husband and like 10 different friends who are the kind of people that immediately recognize celebrities. I am notoriously not one of them. No one could tell me who this mystery man was. And then my husband texted me back with three words, diamond, demon, baby. I realized I had spotted Neil Lane at the opening of our LA gallery, and I'm ashamed I couldn't connect the dots, but I'm immensely proud of the man that I married today. Wow. (laughs) This is a great scream. And now we see the picture. This is from uh, someone named Maggie. The picture is uh, just a crystal clear fucking diamond demon facing the camera. He's like the only person even facing the camera. It's a bunch of backs and Diamond Demon. First of all, the fact that you have this, the fact that he showed up to your gallery opening, incredible. Also, let me know if you want to do a gallery show, whatever kind of gallery this is, of a original Bachelor oil painting of every Bachelor in order. Just let me know. And... Uh, <laughs> This is my darker scream is that I've basically developed a fucking whole museum full of art that I've done in service of the bachelor that no one will ever see. Oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) the real screams are coming out. This past the pit, the titch, 
twibbins are are out of control. Yeah, they're getting a little wacky. But uh, wait, he looks. He is. He looks like he's a muscle man. Yeah, he probably is. He looks musk. This guy could run a marathon. He looks athletic. It's totally possible. Uh, I believe this is a high level scream. It it has a few elements here. Obviously, this is mm-hmm. a brush with one of the main characters from our beloved game. That in and of itself is kind of just a coincidental cool thing that happens. And the fact that you're so deep in the pit, you know who Neil Lane is, great. The fact that your husband also knows who Neil Lane is means you have drowned, you have taken someone into the pit with you. <laughs> that's another level. The fact that your husband calls him Diamond Demon, well, that's an even deeper level. This is probably a level three scream, I'd say. Fantastic work, Maggie. Thank you for sending it in. Thank you for this image. And like I said, let me know when you're ready to do the gallery show of Bachelor paintings. I know. In some ways, this was the husband scream. Diamond demon, baby. <laughs> it's also something I love about this scream is just the structure. Like you have that at the end, that little, the com- the comedy punchline. Really nice work. Well done. Uh, thank you, Maggie. And thank you, Dark Seeker, for finding this scream for us. And like I said... If anyone else out there wants to submit their scream, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerosas. Join us in the bottom of the pit. Get on that Discord. Record your one minute or under audio clip. Scream as loud as you like. And we'll listen to the best ones here. But that is it. That wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation or last week in Bachelor Nation or... Twixt weeks in Bachelor Nation. (laughs) This past week in Bachelor Nation. Whatever we're calling it, at least for the couple of months that Golden Bachelor is on and we're on this schedule but uh, we thank you for joining us. And as always, before we go, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,862 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be, Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 